welcome to our podcast of Banded Together UK Ensign fans. We're here to bring you some insights into the UK fandom, discussing random topics from the Across the Pond perspective, mixed with as much British humour that we can squeeze in. We are Sam from Kent, Beth from Halifax, Dee from Liverpool, Sammy from London, Natalie from Liverpool, Stephanie from Northamptonshire, Tamara from Jersey, Tara from Leicester, Maggie from London, Gemma from the Isle of Man, and Verena from London. Well, hello there. Happy New Year 2024 and welcome back to another episode of the NSYNC UK Space Cowboys podcast. I'm Sam and I'm joined today by... Dee, Verena, Beth and Tamara. Plus, we also have Tara with us today too. Tara, give us your vital stats. Hi ladies, it's so great to be here. Um, Hi everyone, I'm Tara from Leicester. Um, I've been a fan of NSYNC since 98-99. I was like 10-11. My favourite member has always been Justin. I was obsessed with him. Um, I now love all of them, to be fair. Um, I love Chris. The cameos that he's done for us have been great. He's such a sweetheart. It's great to have everyone back together again. And Happy New Year. How did it all go? Did you all have a good one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, it was really good. Lovely. Yeah, I had great a great time. time. I was watching. I stayed on New Year's Eve just to watch Chris at the Pop Two Thousand tour oh, at the City Winery. And there was two shows, and thanks to all the other NSYNC fans and accounts that did all the live streams, that made it possible for us to watch it. It was really good. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. We also had quite a lot of sightings of our very own unicorn, JC. During Camp Podwell in Miami. Yeah. I mean, thanks to Eric. He's keeping you, him Eric. on yes. our radar. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it was, it was really nice to see them all have a lot of fun down there. Yeah. Yeah. Parties did look good, didn't it? Yeah. It and we good. saw the man bun. We okay. saw oh. the man bun. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. The man bun made an appearance. Yes. <laughs> and the very bright jacket in the airport. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> matching with his trousers was it not? I was trying to look. I think it was his knee you could see in shot. I think it I was didn't matching look that much. Tracksuit. I did. Oh. Um, so uh, <laughs> you can take my word for it. As far as I could tell, it looked like a matching tracksuit top and bottom. Yeah, well, so he right was very visible and not blending in. <laughs> so the unicorn <laughs> was out. Mind blowing. <laughs> Unicorns never blend in. That's true. <laughs> And how exciting that it's been just a month since our first episode of our podcast. And there's already been more NSYNC news um, over the last few weeks um, for us to catch up on since then. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that. Uh, But first, um, heads up, everyone. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned as later in the show, we are going to play the very first part of our special interview with Tony Luca who has really kindly agreed to come on and talk to us, not only about himself, but actually also about his experience with our boys. Um, everyone's really excited to hear that, right? Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, Tony is one of the best storytellers I have ever met. He he knows how to keep everybody entertained with his stories. He's got the best stories, but he knows how to how to bring it across. We could listen yeah. to him forever and I, ever. I, literally, I could listen to him forever. <laughs> I wanted part honestly, three sure. and four and five. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do five parts, but we can do two parts. So I'm hoping everyone's going to yeah. be as pleased as we are about what he had to say. So stay tuned. Right, but first, before we get to that, NSYNC news. 
What's been going on? I mean, not much, but much. Um, <laughs> Lance was on a game show. Don't know if you guys seen it. Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. Anyway, yes. so he mentioned on there something about music reunion. And after that, it's been all over the news. Headlines everywhere. I never seen it like it before, which I did a little digging. I noticed that every headline does not say tour on it, just says reunion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also think, I don't know what you guys think about it, but it could be like a marketing strategy. It sounds Hopefully. like it looks like it yeah. was on purpose because everybody was talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it seems weird that a lot of people picked up on it when they've said things like that before. Yeah, even Mahi Claire, like nothing to do yeah. with her, you know. And, it's and the very... headlines were pretty much the same. Oh, Everywhere. yeah. As if it's been fed out. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've been the same. There's like NSYNC reunion being discussed. Lance Bass hints an NSYNC reunion. Lance Bass says NSYNC reunion talks uh, happening. It's NSYNC reunion. So yeah. it seems like, yeah, they are reuniting for something. Yeah. And, you know, where all along it's always been like the talk has been about an NSYNC tour, but that tour has like that word tour has kind of been dropped. Yeah, it's le- yeah, yeah. It left completely mm-hmm. the headlines. And after that suspicion, then Johnny Wright went and posted one of those headlines on mm-hmm. his Instagram. Ooh, he did. He did. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, 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 he's been our man recently, hasn't so he? So we're all crazy <laughs> speculating and then he goes and does that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's confirmation, isn't it, guys? Yeah, definitely. Yes. It has to be. It sent us wild, I think, didn't it? When we were yeah. not just us. Yeah, it sent us wild, mm-hmm. but social media was just, you know, the, the memes and, and the emojis coming out saying, huh? Yeah. Say what? You know, wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Why is Johnny sharing this? Oh, my God. And I think we we went into panic, right? We, I think we said last episode, we've got a group chat for us. And it felt like panic mode of oh my god it, it's definitely coming <laughs> what are we going to do now? where are the tickets when are we what if the news comes out overnight when do you think it's going to be this week next week in a week you know in the new year <laughs> <laughs> there was it just felt panic and i think the messages were just bing, 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 yeah. we felt through. like we felt like we just can't go to sleep anymore now we're gonna have to stay yeah. up every single yeah. night just so we don't miss yeah. anything and then yeah, yeah. Melinda, Melinda reposted it as well didn't she yeah, she, yeah. she reposted yeah. Johnny or re- we reposted Johnny and then Melinda reposted that or something like that yeah. and mm. um yeah more people on the team um are really feeding into it don't yeah they? So. that's the thing uh, the headlines been there for the past couple of months and for him to just go and post it yeah for yeah, us it's like if Johnny uh, posts this it's happening period mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of his steps. <laughs> Step <Yeah>. number 20. <laughs> I don't know if he's counting down, counting How up. many steps are we now? I Minus one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then, of course, we had our darling Christopher drop a yeah. hint um, during Name yeah. Drop. During the yeah, the latest yeah. episode of Kikris. Name, name Drop. Name Drop. Name drop. Name drop. <laughs> 
Which, by the way, Brian McFadden. If Brian, you hello. Come and join us. Hi, Brian. Love you, Brian. <laughs> UK loves Brian. We do. Jersey, Brian loves Jersey the UK as well. Brian. Yeah, Jersey. Come and, come <laughs> come and join Jersey. us on an, on an episode. So what was it he actually said, guys, uh, Chris? Um, He said to Rome, do you want to be on the next Sync record? Oh, that was it. And a record is an album, isn't it? So it was yes. a bit like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and but we we call it different. I say albums. Some people say record. It's just well, it's, regardless. I mean, a record yeah, if it's a single it's a, or if it's an album, but a record yeah, is, a, you, is you know on the next in sync record, which means yeah, you know, whatever. Well, it Rome may is definitely be, up for it anyway. Yeah. So, do you guys think? We are getting new music. I think we is are that what everybody's music, yeah. agreeing on? Yeah, uh, I absolutely yeah. think we're getting new music. I yeah. feel like because of the way it played out with Better Place, mm-hmm. these guys feel like you know they need to do it one more time um, properly this time. So I, I think you know I'm only speculating, but I think we're going to get another single I with some like performances this time. And before and the the Trolls premiere. Remember that JC radio interview? And he mm. said we dabble into other things. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. That yeah. possibly there's a possibility they recorded two songs and they might drop another one. And they've been on it for all this time. Yeah. yeah. Doing EPs these days is quite a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. Two, yeah. three songs and just instead of an album, you just do an EP. Yeah, don't want that though. I want a whole album. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. step one. <laughs> <laughs> I think if everyone who's listening, obviously, is hopefully looking forward to our Tony interview later as well, because we obviously ask him about what he may know about um, the, the guys reunion and any new music. I and mean, he's obviously got something interesting to say about that. So we won't spoil it now, but definitely worth staying tuned to see what he his views on this as well because obviously yeah. we've got all of our kind of theories and excitement here as well and obviously he's got something from being a little bit closer to the boys as well um just a different yeah. take on it too. yeah that'll be in part two um, what, what else have we got we've got um lance's involvement with hands. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it without the actions <laughs> <laughs> but everyone who's listening to us tamara is currently demonstrating what scissor hands looks like just in case you didn't know <laughs> you picture someone kind of doing like a crab impression or something yeah. <laughs> scissor hands scissor hands trying to instagram okay yeah yeah, <laughs> cut your nails. <laughs> yeah, so Lance is dealing with that, right? So what's all that about? Amazing, amazing. It looks like an amazing musical, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. yeah. I mean, and the fact that he say he's taking worldwide, <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, I mean, first well, in America. America. I mean, he, they did mention London in particular, which is mm-hmm. what really tickled us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was and- right in there. I commented. I say. UK and he said you better believe it. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm so, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When does it finish in LA? 
it's just a couple more days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just a couple more days. You know, I, I, you know, there must have something in place already. I don't think they're just kind of hoping and wishing. I think there must have something no, in place yeah. already. Um, for him to say, you better believe it, I'm sure that's all lined up. So we've just got to keep it's very public. Ears open. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we just have to wait and see when they're coming over and make sure we get to get together and go and see it. Yeah. He better come yeah. along with it, you know. Yeah. And bring bring Pop Two Thousand with you. Yeah, yeah bring Pop Two Thousand. We want to see it. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. We're working. Yeah, on that. we're gonna work on that. It's gonna happen. Lots of things we're working on. Bring a Lance over here. Bring a Pop Two Thousand over here. Bring Brian McFadden on our show. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Everyone can come. Everyone as well. Brian everyone. and Chris yeah. can come. A name drop Chris special in the UK. You know, they yeah. travel yeah. in Nebraska. They could do a London trip. Yeah. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day Nebraska, next day London. Yeah. Oh, make it happen, guys. Come <laughs> yes. on, let's make it happen. Yeah, they need to go all over the UK, to be fair, because they to come to Little Old Leicester. Little Old Leicester, please. <laughs> Little Old Leicester. They do, they do. I don't think, when, when we were talking last episode, also about the boys coming over, that's the whole thing, right? Everything centred, it feels around London, but actually we want everyone to go everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really bring city, whatever please. is over. Yeah. Well, no yeah. one's going to come to Jersey. No. <laughs> no. We're campaigning. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's just like our Gemma, isn't it? She's from the Isle of Man. And, you yeah. Know, nothing the island. Else. Nothing happens yeah, in the island. Just a lot of random wind. <laughs> <laughs> And since since the last podcast, I managed to travel down to London and watch the Chris Kirkpatrick yeah, musical with you all true. as well. So that it was, was that so much true. fun. And, oh, they I made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had you finally had your really picture good. taken with Chris. I did with so Chris Kirkpatrick from Insane. Yeah. <laughs> what cocktail did you have, Dee? The end drink. I was on the wine. I on needed a wine. wine after, <laughs> after the train broke down and everything. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes. It, took, oh. it took absolute hours to get there, but it was worth it. It was a lot of fun. Again, it was really, really it fun. The so guys, that's obviously some uh, updates of what's been happening since. Um, but of course, the main um, purpose of today's show is to hear our super special interview with Tony Luca. Um, Tony has so much to say to us, right? So what we've actually done here is we we split his interview up into two parts. So this first part that we're going to jump into now um, is him talking all about his time at the Mickey Mouse Club, which of course is where he first met JC and Justin. So if everyone's sitting comfortably, grab a cuppa and let's get into it. It is now time to introduce everyone to today's very special guest. He got his big break on Disney's infamous The Mickey Mouse Club. On the show for four seasons, he was part of the 1991 intake, including fellow Mouseketeers Rona Bennett, Kerry Russell, and someone called JC Chazet. Following the show's cancellation, he pursued his music career with a stop via the acting world. He's released 11 studio albums and three live albums, toured with Maroon 5, Kelly Clarkson, and our boys NSYNC, to name but a few. Now entertaining audiences all over the world as a touring musician with country star Brett Young, as well as finding time to host his YouTube Moverb Lounge Sessions, we are so pleased to introduce you to singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor extraordinaire, Tony Luca. 
Thank you for We're that. Illustrious. <laughs> yeah. Did, did we get it right? Did we, did we, do you need to fact check us at all? Give or take a hyphen or two, but thank you. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy that you're doing this for us. Yeah, man. How Amazing. are you all? Really, really good. Really good. How are you? How was your Christmas? Yeah, uh, it was good. We went to uh, we went uh, we took a road trip out to Joplin, Missouri, which is oh. where my wife is from. Nice. And so we spent I've, uh, I've spent been better... there. Oh, to Joplin. Yeah, huh? <laughs> it's the old Route sixty six. Yeah, yeah. Stop no, up. that was yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was on Route sixty six. Actually, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we just had a nice week there of just doing a bunch of family holiday tradition stuff and. Nice. Just lots of downtime, lots of drinking, lots of eating, and it was great. Sounds like a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. me introduce you to everyone. So cool. Um, yeah. So I I told you. So we are now the UK Insane Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> and you know, this is really built from Insync not having much of a fan presence here. Not not being represented in the UK at all by anyone or anything. I think in UK there are fans but really spread out and we kind of we found each other and it seems like we're all like oh i thought i was the only one how would you how would you explain that in terms of like the fact that the guys arguably got their start in europe they were from yeah. here but without europe man they, yeah it's you know. true but i tell you what once they became famous in the us they yeah <laughs> And you know the thing yeah. is, all the fans at the time, yeah, yeah, they were teenagers. Most of I wasn't, but most of the fans were teenagers at the time, and they just moved on to the next thing, you know. Because if there's nothing on TV, if they're not coming over, if they're not touring, you know, kids just move on to the next thing, right? Yeah. So we had so sure. many boy bands in the UK as well, didn't we? Like UK yeah. and Irish boy bands. That if the boys weren't here, you had someone else to kind of, I guess, fill the exactly. void. So yeah. I think Instinct were just forgotten about. It was just a few hardcore ones of us. Like we just held on to them, you know. Yeah. So we all <laughs> yeah. found each other recently, um, and just decided let's let's band together and you know try and make a bit of noise for them. And you know we've been like trying to get them on the radio with yeah. a new song and all that kind of stuff. So it, it is actually it is actually eleven of us. I enjoyed listening to the other episode. Uh... For no other reason than to get my bearings on yeah. where all the different dialects and accents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're all completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Sa Sam and me, we're from down south, and then Beth, you're from Halifax. Um, D from Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Scouse. So I'm not Scouse. There's a twang, okay. but not. There is a twang. I think he sounds yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's coming out Boom, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. Let's have it. <laughs> That's great. Well, listen, we're so super excited to have you join us today. Um, as you can imagine, there is a lot that we want to talk about and get through. Um, yeah. But to start, we want to take you right back to the start of those Mickey Mouse Club days. Um, yeah. So if, if you may, would you please give us a um, brief history lesson on how you came to be on the show? Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I was always kind of doing the music thing as a kid in, in Michigan. I'm from outside of Detroit. And so I was uh, learning to strum and, and play music 
by around like eight or nine years old. And by the time I was 11, 12, I was in bands getting paid to do it um, and was doing the garage band thing and playing around at local spots and whatnot. Um, so by the time I was 14, that was really my main, my main thing. Like I was going to definitely continue doing music. Um, and I, early, early on around eight or like nine or 10, I guess, I went out for this modeling like fashion show thing, like back to school fashion show at our area <laughs> mall. And I got it. I got, you know, got selected to be in this, this fashion show thing. And that led to a couple like small fashion show things. I was like the little kid wearing a tux for some bridal <laughs> wear thing, whatever. Um, but the company that was kind of <laughs> hooking those things up, they, they sort of had some ties to film and television projects that would come through. And though I was never really officially with them, they gave us a call once and said, Hey, there, there's an opportunity for you to audition for um, a movie called Newsies, which is, you know, this uh, Disney was doing this, this uh, musical film of uh, Newsies. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, that sounds kind of, kind of cool. And so I went to go audition for Newsies. And when I got, to the audition for newsies they uh they said that i wasn't on their role and that they weren't expecting me that i was not what they were looking for today and uh that you might they said you might be here for the mickey mouse club and i <laughs> i thought that was a joke um <laughs> and uh i I've, no i'm not here for some mickey mouse club you know uh because obviously at the time i had no idea that they brought the show back that the disney mm -hmm. channel we didn't have the disney channel so i didn't i di wasn't familiar with with the reboot um and but they said well you know eh, maybe go check with those casting directors down there they're on the next floor whatever such and such banquet room and and my mom, you know, being an adult, you know, she said, let's go at least check in and be polite about this and see if they were expecting you. Let them know there was a miscommunication and we're sorry, you know, let them know. Uh, and I said, OK, so I went down to this other uh, audition thing and and sure enough, they were expecting me uh, and I was next. <laughs> and here we were. Here we were with like, you know, a bunch of kid kids little kids in poodle skirts and like tap dancing and with portfolios and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is exactly what I said. I was not here to do. Um, and I it was just like, I was pissed and 14 and like, let's go. I was like a little <laughs> teenager. And, um, and my mom said, well, you know, maybe just go in and see, just go see what this is. And I'm like, no, I'm not going in and just, you know, mm -hmm. my sister was with me. And, um, my sister is, is one of the most amazing people on planet Earth. She's a walking angel. Uh, but the music thing was just never really her her thing. And uh, being up in front of people and crowds, entertaining, just wasn't her thing at all. And it's something she honestly had always admired about me. But that's just a clear distinction that we had. It wasn't like a, a jealousy or a FOMO thing. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, it was just like the difference between her and I. And she, yet, <laughs> she threw it in my face. She said, you know, if I... If I had half the talent you had, I would go in there. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Um, so I went in and uh, and sure enough, that's where I met Matt, the, the now famous Matt Casella, who, mm -hmm. um, who was the casting director for the Mickey Mouse Club. And he's the one who found everybody. Um, and he 
you know, he got the biggest kick out of me because I had literally done absolutely nothing prior to this. I didn't know how to slate my name. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, you know, what you're supposed to do and say and how you're supposed to act and and what you're supposed to do with your hands. And um, I was I was chewing gum and he was like, you know, do you want to spit out your gum? And I said, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> like just oblivious but it was it was you know kind of a love at first sight thing for both of us and you know what was pretty much a revolving door of these kids coming and going in and out of this room for you know three to five minutes at a time for me was like 35 40 minutes i was in there and my mom mm-hmm. was like what the hell is this mm-hmm. and so uh, that was, that, <laughs> that, yeah that was that was really it you know uh, after that you know he he said look is this something you even want to do <laughs> you know <laughs> like this is would you want to do this and be on a tv show with a bunch of other like kids your age that sing and dance and act and i'm like sounds pretty cool and mm-hmm. um he said because like here's what's going to happen i'm going to put you know put you on tape i'm going to submit your tape and then they're going to fly you out to california to, to, to basically do it on you know uh, a little boot camp of what you'll be doing on the show he kind of made it sound like all i had to do was say yes and that was good and <laughs> so i'm like sure let's let's do it you know um and then they send contracts because if if you've ever been uh, involved with film and television and you test for something, especially if there's a major studio involved, that they, they send you the studio contract. You have to sign the agreement before you screen test. Huh. So they send the contract. He told me this is it. It was good to go. Like I, again, have, never having done this, I thought like, no, I already signed my contract. I'm on the show. But I went out to L.A. and thinking that this was just like some boot camp with a bunch of kids come to find out from the other kids that no this was this is the final studios screen test this is like no. final callback for this thing and so i'm what, like there what? was more than the so there was like i think i'm right in saying there was 10 of you who joined the show in 91 did that callback and that screen test then have more than the 10 kids of you so there was some people who didn't actually make it having despite having signed that contract right yes yes there were like 20 kids at our audition camp um, they picked eight of us, did another camp after us that yielded Carrie Russell and Jason Carson Blaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after two camps, they had 10 kids total. Uh, but our camp was like it, about 20 kids and they picked eight of us. And it was Matt Morris, Ta- uh, Tasha, Nita, Tara, Rona, me, Dale, Carrie, or, uh, JC, um, a lot of us mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so yeah it was it was uh it was wild like realizing like okay hang on a second i'm just a big fish in a small pond now being thrown mm-hmm. into the ocean and these kids are ridiculously talented <laughs> and i may not be as talented as i thought i was and so i i you know i got a little nervous but uh suffice to say when they finally called after you know, going out to Los Angeles um, and coming home for weeks, waiting to see what the word was. They finally got the call from from Matt Casella to to say, "Hey, you made it. You got the gig." And that was like, that was just one of the most exciting days ever. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of the beginning of it all. Yeah, and and you mentioned there that you kind of had a real, I guess, baptism of fire with having to learn these new skill sets. So I guess you 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 traveled and you moved to Orlando um moved into the apartment complex that the cast was staying in and then into training i guess and the 
disciplines of, of music and acting and all the kind of elements that form the show, you, you must have worked with kind of some new um, vocal coaches and dance coaches and how was that and how did you adapt to the such variety um, of the skills um, that you had to learn for the show? Um, you know I, I it, it didn't really feel like uh, an adaptation in that like I didn't have a whole lot of uh, training or, or coaching going into it. I didn't have any disciplines or routines going into it so it was really just like clay uh, or, you know, a sponge, we were all just sponges, you know, just teenagers, yeah. like absorbing it all and that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, gobbling it up, you know, and, and by and large, because of the way that Disney does their thing, um, the sort of the whole reason why they go to the Michigans and the, uh, the Illinois and, and the Oklahoma's is because they don't want the LA and the New York kids who are right, already yeah. like, <laughs> they want they want fresh canvas. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so um, so we were all in the same boat with that for the most part. Very, very few of us had like been there, done that attitudes about any of this. Yeah. And so that made it easy and great. Certainly in hindsight, looking back, it's like, oh, yeah, that made for a really cool camaraderie. Uh, yeah. There was there was there was always a sense of competition, but it was healthy. It wasn't like anyone was ever above anyone else or, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that was, that was cool, but, um, no, man, it was, it was really incredible. Like getting, because by the time we got on the show, you know, and then in 91 where, you know, we were, um, the show was a pretty well-oiled machine at that point. And they had really figured out how to, um, schedule 20 some kids through a production grid, and get the most out of their time and their their paid hours and how to maintain proper school hours mm -hmm. and how to yeah. feed us on time. And you know, like um, it was just because we heard war stories from seasons prior <laughs> about like how how poorly managed the show was and that they were how how like, you know, they were in violation of a lot of you know, child labor laws and mm. things that, that almost kind of didn't exist until around that time. So yeah. really by the time we got there, it was just, it was a, it was a pretty impressive machine to be a part of. And so there was very little like pushback on our part. It was just, they gave us the schedule and we knew at these times we had to be in these locations. And when we got there, we were learning what, what they had to show us and teach us. Um, everyone's world-class at that level, you know, mm. Um, and it was all it was all new when we were all really enthusiastic about about learning it all um, that, again, no one was too cool for school because, you know, I could I could have had attitude going into the dance trailer, you know, but watching everyone else that really excelled at dancing, um, I, 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 I was just humbled. I was yeah. you know, like, like, wow, okay, I got to get my shit together if I'm going to hang with these guys, <laughs> right? And and at, at the same time, like, I I realized when it came time to go into the music studio and record harmonies and vocals and do like one take performances and things, that was my bag. And I set, I was one of the kids that set the tone in the studio for the other kids to not be fucking around either while we're. <laughs> You know, while we're recording, okay. you know, time the clock is ticking. We're working here. <laughs> <laughs>
as they we obviously couldn't watch the show over here in the UK. Um, obviously, it wasn't um, broadcast here, so a lot of our stuff that we've seen has been in the latter years and watching on YouTube. And you know, I think that talent pool that you're talking about and and seeing so many of the collaborations, and of course, we've seen a lot of yourself and JC together. Uh, but actually, a lot of the cast members, and I think seeing that talent. Um, develop and and just shine on this show seemed like such a great opportunity and i guess though you know uh going to school act um working living away from home you, you guys must have to have, have really grown up very quickly yeah there was definitely that uh there was definitely you know and again so much of my take on all of this uh and my thoughts and you know perspective has been you know um honed in hindsight um because at the time it just it was just one foot in front of the other and i don't mm-hmm. mean that like in a survival way it just mm-hmm. was like yeah. hey this is great you know um <laughs> and so we just we just we were just doing it we didn't realize what how hard we were working we didn't realize like what was going into this uh or what this kind of sense of responsibility any of this was um it was more exciting to be like 14 15 years old with an atm card back in 1991 (laughs) 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 writing checks to pay for my rent for me and my mom you know i was a big i was a big kid for Mm -hmm. sure you know um, then again, you know, I, I was, I was always, I always wanted to be kind of grown up and I always wanted to be older and more adult than I needed to be. And, um, and, and I think that's what, that's why JC and I became such really good friends because he was just the opposite of that. Like he, he was not a class clown, but he definitely wasn't worried about trying to, to, to be, you know, he was, he was a great roommate in that he just would kind of remind me to laugh. <laughs> relax a bit which was which was very much appreciated obviously mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and would you would you say then that you could pinpoint what your most memorable experiences were while you were on the show um yeah i mean i i remember i remember getting you know when i got to do more than words mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Oh, yes. which which at that time in in like 1990 91 that was that was one of the biggest songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just a huge fan of, of extreme, the band, you know, that, that, that put mm-hmm. that out. Um, and I knew that song like the back of my hand. And I, and I was just like, can we do that song? Can we do that song? Can we do that song? And, and they were like, it wasn't like some deep cut. It wasn't some, you know, rare thing. It was like, let's get the green line and let's, let's do it. And I was like, and me and Lee, uh, me and uh, JC that like we had already, sat around the pool doing this song a million times like we knew how to do this song <laughs> um and so when we got the green light to do that um and we got prepared for the taping uh and 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 I got to just sit on a stool with my dad's acoustic guitar um and and just sit there and do as many takes as they wanted to do with <laughs> this whole audience around. Like just, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm totally cool with this job. I, 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 will, I will do this all day, every day, mm-hmm. twice on Sunday. Let's go. And, um, and so I just remember feeling like, okay, yeah, this is, this is where it's at. I, I like this so much so that, um, 
I, uh, at the end of the season, season four there, uh, my first season, um, me and one of the other cast mates, uh, a lady named Tara McNair, I don't know, if, again, how closely you guys followed all the stuff, but Tara was, she came in the same season as me and JC, and um, she was such a powerhouse talent. But after the season, her and I got to go out to LA to do some press uh, to promote the new season of the show, um, doing like entertainment tonight, morning news affiliates across the country. It was a lot. That was a lot. It was like, whoa, this is awesome. We're in LA and <laughs> going into all these TV studios and doing remote satellite stuff with a sting in my ear. And I'm listening to <laughs> someone in Houston talk to me about it. Today. I was like, whoa. Um, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, but we, um, we did some wheeling around with one of the executives, this lady who she actually worked at the Disney Channel and she would fly down to Orlando once a week for the tapings, you know, like she was coming and going all of the time uh, and she represented the channel. She was kind of the final backstop to anything we wanted to do. If there was a, if something got 86 or was that we were denied like something we tried something and they said you can't do that or you can't have sideburns or, you can't have facial hair they can't have any of this <laughs> or that it was usually it was usually her that was yes or no on everything mm -hmm. so while we're out there doing this press junket i i realized like this one might be my opportunity <laughs> and i will never forget like we were in the back of a limousine <laughs> and i was just like Made it. i was i was, it was like i was 14 i was 15 so i wasn't like there wasn't any booze involved we were there was no drugs no nothing it's like it was just child stuff but i was like so uh lynn about uh, about next year <laughs> and i just said how about i'm the guy that gets to like do uh like a piano or a guitar song at least once a season like I'm, mm -hmm. i get to come out and just do that right mm -hmm. and, she, and she was like okay i i, I applaud your ambition you know <laughs> and uh uh and you guys did do a really good job with that more than words song and i don't yeah maybe we could which so as long as we get the right song i i would be willing to support that because mm -hmm. i think you could do it and it's great to see that we actually have musicians on the cast and Cool. So I just like every year was like, okay, can we do everything I do? I do it for you. <laughs> can we do, uh, you know? So literally by the last season, we got to do uh, JC and I got to do two songs. Uh, when can I see you again? And oh, yes. uh, mm -hmm. and the Richard Marks one now and forever. And like oh, I, yeah. I would have made that a weekly staple of the show if I could have, you know, mm -hmm. just because that was that was me completely in my element. You know, yeah. I, I honestly like there was not an ounce of 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 nervousness or anxiety or stress getting those things together and getting those numbers prepared and being able to just sit there in that spotlight with my boy, like just doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed those moments most. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, you talk about your boy, JC. How, how did your friendship develop with him during your time on the show? It was instant, like out in L.A. when we when we got out to L.A., um, during that boot camp <laughs> executive callback, um, it was uh, we definitely got a kick out of each other, and we were, you know, both kind of similar people on paper, you know, like <laughs> five foot ten white guy from, you know, um, and uh, and then right away, like as soon as we got down to Florida, um, or once we found out that who, you know, when they called us to say who you you got the job, we we're like, well, who else got the job? And when I found out that. <laughs> When I found out that him and Dale were two of the other 
you know, castmates, I was just like, yes, yes, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> and so when we found out that we're all going to live at the same apartment complex, it was like, yes, yay. Um, it was great. It was really great. I just, we just couldn't wait to like hang out, become buddies, and mm-hmm. learn, you know, get to know each other. Uh, so like it was, it was right away. Um, and you know, um, like after the first season, um, before we went back for season five, I had like a midwinter break uh, at school and I, we had been in touch during the off season and I got invited from him to come out to Maryland to stay with him and, uh, uh, uh Jason minor, who yep. I'm sure you guys know that whole backstory, mm-hmm. but those guys were maids coming up in, in school and, and buddies going into the whole mouse club thing. So it was just great. I got to go out to Maryland for my you know midwinter break and kick it with these guys and hang out for the weekend. We went to DC, got silly and, and just like really hunkered down on, on the, 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 the bromance. Um, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> Then as the show continued, you know, we always made sure that we were staying at the same apartment complex and that we were, uh, you know, they were always putting us in the same dressing rooms, obviously. And it just was, it just was, you know, uh, total lockstep in, in most, most capacities. Um, we never had any beef or any falling out or, or tension or weirdness. We were always kind of there for each other. The final season, <laughs> the final season, um, Dale and I were 18 and which meant we were legal and didn't need our parents to come down and stay with us. JC was still 17, uh, to be 18 later that summer. What's mm. it? July or August, August, August 8th. Or, August yeah. 8th. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so we had, <laughs> to be exact, you have to ask us that. August the 8th, 1976. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the whole, we had the whole summer to, you know, like he wanted to be a roommate with us. And so <laughs> I forget if it was Dale, if it was Dale, because he was older, the the oldest, or if it was me or if it was both Dale and I that wound up uh, technically being JC's guardian. So that he could live with us without mm-hmm. <laughs> without his dad or his, you know anyone having to live with us as well. Uh, it, it was we got to get a three bedroom apartment on mm-hmm. like the Universal City, you know, the Universal side of town, away from Disney, and <laughs> and uh, had this really sexy you know bachelor pad with leather couches and a big screen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was fun. It was really cool. Um, and just a, it's something that we've joked about forever that we were mm-hmm. that Dale and I were his legal guardians. <laughs> How did that um, play out with his parents? Like, did you have to get their permission to take on this guardianship uh, of him? It, if I had to guess, I would say it was his dad's idea. You know. Um, <laughs> His dad was was like such a cool, uh, you know, stage dad. He was all everybody's stage dad. I just to this day, I look back and think about um, so much hilarious uh, Southern proverbial wisdom that that guy bestowed upon me mm-hmm. and all of us. He just he's a one of a kind guy um, Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed, really enjoyed him. And we just all had a just deep love. Our parents were all really great friends. And um, there was, there was, you know, I mean, even prior to the final season, um, 
my mom would dip out for like weeks or months at a time and jc's dad would sign on as my as my guardian mm-hmm. um because the truth of it was is we weren't the corral was pretty tight you know and it, it wasn't punitive or disciplinary and it was it was our corral it was our preferred corral Mm -hmm. like we got up we set our alarm clocks we wanted to get to work on time we wanted to get our schoolwork done we wanted to practice for dance numbers on our in our free time we wanted to go to the gym and work out we wanted to we were in charge of our lives and our our work you know Mm -hmm. and and that was a pretty cool thing what did the parents do while you're doing all the mickey mouse club stuff like did they just hang around or did they go out to work in that area or I've always wondered um, what they did. Yeah, some some parents, some families all relocated down there. Um and they got employment in the in the area or mm-hmm. were working from home or remote or whatever. Um and uh but most families had to kind of divide and conquer, you know, where they would stay in their hometowns and one of the parent would come down um there you know there was ample time for them to come and be on set or be in like their own green room to watch the tapings when they would when we were taping that was that was about it and and obviously you're talking about your uh, friendship with with jc uh and of course he also developed a friendship with justin when he joined the show two years later after you guys i guess 93 um was could you tell from looking at their friendship developing up there was a connection between them at that early stage no no <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> i don't mean like they weren't there was no relationship it's just like to put it very simply mm-hmm. um during our time on the show there was there was the older cast and there was the younger cast mm-hmm. and though mm-hmm. we all got along and you know appreciated each other for talents and and you know um had all these inside jokes from skits and things that we did together and dance numbers that we would be in mm-hmm. and um just it was all very much mutual admiration um there wasn't a whole lot of friendships between the two the two casts mm-hmm. uh, there were a couple um there were a couple of of cast members that fell age-wise in between like nikki deloche uh matt morris and jen mcgill Mm -hmm. like they age-wise kind of fell in between the older cast and the younger cast and had a little more hang time on both sides of the fence i guess Mm -hmm. but as far as like jc and and i i mean like (laughs) we found out that um a few weeks into season six, when JC or Justin and Ryan and those guys joined the cast, that uh, that Justin and Ryan had asked the wardrobe people where me and JC shopped. They wanted to dress like we dressed, you know, and uh-huh. it was definitely like that. It was it was a lot of that. So much so that when, you know, when JC told me about the makings of InSync and Orlando and um, when he told me, 
Um, I was, I'm not sure what would surprise me more. <laughs> the, the Joey, the Joey thing or the Justin thing. Um, the, the Joey thing was like, right on. Oh, that's cool. Cause Joey was our boy before Justin came along. Like we, Joe, yeah. we knew Joe known joey since i started mouse club like re- literally like within weeks of being on the mouse club i was introduced to joey and it was did you meet him made... in the car park like jc met him in the car park that, that's the story yeah. is that he met him in the apartment complex car park exactly exactly he was part of this <laughs> crew he was part of this crew of of local um friends that were that other Mouseketeers had kind of befriended, like Mylin yeah. and Jennifer. These guys were all kind of going to school with these other kids. And so they were fans of the show, but they were friends of the family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Joey was like the only one of the only dudes in that, you know, in that, in that uh, group. And so he'd come around and hang out and he, he, you know, he just knew everybody. He got to know us all. And, and uh, we just, you know, we had every bit of uh, admiration and appreciation for him uh, as we did each other, you know, yeah. and whenever he was on the set or like, you know, I remember there's a really cool photo, uh, not a cool photo, but a cool moment. I, I remember we were showing up to a music video shoot um, for uh, the song Flava from our MMC album. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they there was like a club scene in this music video and they we all got, had to go to this club venue in town and all the extras were scheduled to be there around the same time we showed up and and joey had signed up to be an extra that day and to be in the video and so we were showing up to work that day and it was just like super early and we're all just like you know sleepy face and coffees in our hand and we're outside the sun's bright and and joey was there and we're all just like hanging out before the shoot and someone got a pretty cool photo of like me jc and joey and um but so when he said that joey was like joey was in the in the band i i thought that oh, that's cool you're finally gonna get to work with joey you know we'd all seen joey play uh you know in some of the plays that he did at dr phillips so like yeah. i just knew he had the stage thing and was a good dancer and a strong singer and and just a fun as hell guy to hang out with um so that was cool but when he said justin i was just like really <laughs> just, just, really? <laughs> like I, I think one of my first questions might have been did he have like a growth spurt? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did. And and he's like, and, and and JC was like, no dude, for real. Like he's, he's really cool. He's, he's, he's become a really cool kid and he's like tall and kind of filled out now. And, and he sings really well. And like, yeah. Um, I I was like, wow. Okay. You know, (laughs) he's, you know, um, and I said, well, that's cool. That's cool. He said, and, but <laughs> then he told me that our another one of our 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 Orlando homies, um, Jason, was oh, was yeah. in the band, mm-hmm. and uh, and right. that was just like wow, that's that's crazy. Like I mean, we I knew Jason fairly well. We'd hung mm-hmm. out and I think we'd all s- smoked out a time or two. You know, mm-hmm. like I knew he was a, a normal dude, like cool and mm-hmm. like not not an industry brat or, 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 you know, some uh, ham or hot dog. He was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, a a laid back dude. Um, And so I, but I had never, so I knew the whole band except, uh, except 
Chris. I had never met Chris. Um, and, you know, he, but obviously JC explained what role Chris had in it, but as well, the Robin Wiley card, you know, how Robin Wiley was sort of instrumental in yeah. pairing everybody together. And, um, and so that was, that was cool. I mean, it was, it was interesting because like, what a difference of a couple of years make really because um, I say a couple years, I guess it was more than a couple, but like, I don't know how much you guys had heard. I, I think, I think I, you know, I've, I've talked to Verena about this a, a time or two, but you know, on the last season, last two seasons really of the show, uh, five and six, we were, uh, me, JC and Dale were, um, starting work on a project like a boy band project mm -hmm. we were writing songs together with the music producer of the show and we would steal away at night after working our butts off on mouse club we would go across town to another studio and write write songs and we had visions of being kind of like a kind of like a male tlc mm -hmm. you know two singers and a rapper uh multi-ethnic thing and um and we had like a three or four song demo that was really cool and and really pretty good. Uh, but as the you know things kind of dragged on as the show went, by the time we were done with the show, everyone was just kind of burned out and like looking to just get out and get to LA. Um, Dale stayed in Dallas for a little while. JC and I moved out to LA around the same time and. Uh, Maybe we're going to try to continue putting this plan together of a, of a band thing, but my acting career started to pan out and JC wasn't really auditioning for stuff as acting and was kind of doing his music thing on the side was kind of not into LA and, um, and left town. So we just didn't have enough traction or passion about this, this boy band thing back in 95, 96. Um, but by 97, 98, I'm trying to think when it would have been. It would have been 97 was when I talked to JC about him going to Orlando and working with this guy and had learned about all this. It, it would have been earlier. It would have been earlier. That's 95. It would have been 95. They see, formed in October 95, I think. Right, That's the date, yeah? October 95 was when... See, that seems so crazy that. to me that it, seemed, <laughs> that it would have seemed later than that because... Yeah. Well, anyway, either way, yeah. He, yeah. He um he was telling me about it, and I and I just said, um, not my cup of tea. You know, I had already made my first album. I was already like <laughs> on to make yeah. making my own. You know, and um, but I was happy for him. I was like, that that sounds cool, man. That that sounds like uh, you know, um, very exciting. It's, that's that's mm -hmm. that's great. Um, and uh, but I but strangely at that point I I didn't have i didn't even have fomo about it you know like i didn't yeah. it wasn't like oh shit you know or you got an extra spot you know like, <laughs> i did i just i just didn't i just didn't didn't think about it you know it wasn't on my radar what is making me wonder is you mentioned you're out in la and you got uh, an acting job was there a point when you decided whether your heart was really in the acting world or, or the music world because you've obviously done both um how did I guess you develop from from one to the other and, and decide which route you ultimately wanted to go down? It was when I was doing um, Malibu Shores, which was an NBC spelling thing that 
again, not sure if that made it across the pond. I know that there was <laughs> there was a version where it was dubbed in German. Um, I went to go visit my parents who were living in Switzerland around the time, and I saw <laughs> our show <laughs> on TV when I was dubbed in German, and it was really. <laughs> <laughs> Did you approve of your voice? <laughs> no, it was awful. I was like, oh. <laughs> Didn't couldn't I get like first writer refusal and um <laughs> no it was it was it was pretty funny but um there was uh there was a scene in the show where they had me play my guitar and sing because they found out that 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 I could do that and they were like well let's have him do that let's have his character do that and I was like <laughs> cool two birds with one stone this will be great and someone kind of gave me the quick rundown on how. Um, it doesn't work that way, generally speaking, that if you uh, if you establish yourself as a TV persona, um, you'll have a, a you forever have an uphill climb trying to make it as an, uh, a credible music artist um, versus if you establish yourself as a musical artist first, you can always go dabble in acting. And I realized like, man, I would never want to jeopardize my ability to be a credible music artist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I had to decide that um, it wasn't as quick as like, okay, well then I'm done acting. Uh, it was more of a gradual thing where I, after that show had been canceled and I, you know, I had been working for five years straight now, you know, and I, if I went five weeks without a, a callback, let alone a show, a new job, I, I thought like I, I panicked. I was like, what? You know, like, oh, God. You know, um, And I wasn't very good at auditioning. I wasn't like an actor's actor. It was just something I was able to do and got enough roles that I was decent at that I, I could kind of do it. But when it came time to really put the time and the effort in, I, I I just didn't I didn't have the passion for it. Um, then I was enjoying a lot of the roles that I was going out to play, um, and I just I I felt like I was completely at the mercy of far too many variables. Too many people had a say in not just whether or not I got the job, but once I got the job, what I was going to say and what I was going to do mm -hmm. and how it was going to be portrayed and on the press front, what I could say and what I couldn't say, what the talking points were. And, it just, I, I got, I, I just kind of had enough of it and um, started writing songs just as a, as like a outlet. And I realized like, whoa, this is so much more instantly gratifying and enjoyable. And I like this, this feels good. This feels like mm -hmm. what I am passionate about or could very easily become more passionate about. And um and so that's what I did. I, 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 it was a gradual thing, but eventually I did have to call my manager and say, I want to make a record and I want to just put all my eggs in my music basket <laughs> and, uh, and not look back. And she and that, was like, that okay. Record was, and that record was so satisfied that came out in 97. Right? It was so, so satisfied. Yeah. Came out in, in, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, I started writing in 96 and, and then in 97 was kind of, finishing songs for that and and then uh by the end of that yeah by november of that year i put the record out 
What a fantastic part one from Tony. So, so excited to share part two with everyone else tomorrow. So make sure you come back again to hear more from Tony. And this time he's going to be talking all about the time he spent with the boys. And of course, we teased it earlier, his view on what's to come next for them. So see you in part two.